You're listening to Cross Section, the podcast of the Summit View Church of Christ. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Welcome to Cross Section. I'm Kevin Jensen, and I am with uh, two members of our church family who are both teachers, uh, Carolee Thomason and Bill Weyenberg. And um, uh, Carolee, before we get into our, our questions, let me just ask you, where do you teach and who do you teach? I am um, at Roosevelt Elementary and teach third grade. Okay, third grade at Roosevelt. And, uh, and Bill, where do you teach? Who do you teach? Uh, I teach at YVC, uh, Yakima Community, or Yakima College now, Yakima Valley College. Mm -hmm. uh, I teach the lower math, uh, inter, you know, the uh, beginning math. Beginning math. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Now, uh, we've been through a crazy time these last uh, three months, going on three months here, since the governor ordered that schools be uh, shut down. And uh, Carolee, I understand that for you, school has just wrapped up yesterday. We're recording this on uh, June 11th, and uh, yesterday was your last day of school. How have things gone uh, for you, Carolee, working with uh, elementary students? It was like riding a roller coaster. Um, boy, at the beginning, we just went down into that deep valley, and it seemed like everything dropped out from under us. It was, uh, there was a lot of anxiety. We didn't know what was coming. We didn't know what we were gonna do, um, but it became apparent very quickly that this was gonna happen for a while. So um, we had been told from the get-go that we could not teach our kids because of inequity issues that some kids didn't have access to internet and some did and that we could not provide the education all of them needed so we couldn't um, take care of those that did have because we would widen gaps which was hard because um, I'd much rather solve the problem of what can we do to take care of for the kids that don't have and go ahead and take care of the kids that did have. And eventually it, it all worked out. We had to, um, we really did a lot of tech work. Our district bought a lot of different programs, software, things that we had to install on our own at home. Um, and it, they were very helpful, but it was very difficult to get everything in place and then put it into effect. And teaching kids at, <clears throat> at home has, um, <clears throat> has been interesting. I imagine. Yeah. I'm, trying to, oh, I'm getting some echo here. Are you guys hearing that too? 
Okay, just a minute. All right, it'll it's gone away now. Okay, yeah, I imagine that that's been uh, challenging trying to teach kids when they're at home outside of the the usual school environment um, when we the teacher's not, not right there. We did not sign up to be tech people, and we had to. It was a pretty steep learning curve. My kids, I my grade level, we did a lot with online instruction. We had different programs that we used to introduce information, to um, remediate for kids that were having trouble. We did a lot of our writing, was had moved strictly to online. We used Google Classroom extensively for a couple of years, but our district purchased all the Google features that we could enter Jacked into Google Classroom, and we didn't know all those. So we had to teach our kids as well as ourselves. And teaching kids over the internet and their parents <clears throat> has been tough. It's been tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. How um, how much time? You know, did did that take in the average day? Is it more than you would have spent in the, in the classroom? Is it less? Oh, a lot more. We once we got um, a lot of our things in place, uh, we were spending a lot more time. Early on, we I had really good leaders at my school. Yes, our district was buying things for us, but I had teachers in other buildings. <clears throat> they weren't doing anything like we were from the get go our principal and vice principal established criteria things that we needed to do every week and so we were spending a lot of time calling kids um, teaching them how to do google meet which we had not done with google classroom <clears throat> and then um, it started out slow just a few kids every day but i got to the point where it was about 14 out of my 25 that would come every day and sometimes it would be different kids but it was about 14 kids most of the time but then there's those kids that you never saw yeah parents that never picked up the phone mm -hmm. and um one it seems like they've just dropped off the face of the earth we don't know what's happened so you worry <clears throat> you know we also had to help pass out food to our kids and our families because we're 100 percent free and reduced lunch at our school so it wasn't just a teaching thing it was helping kids stay connected and supporting them emotionally and providing for physical needs Wow. So you're really having to wear several new hats, uh, technician, uh, you know, technology expert and yep. uh, lunch provider. And they wow. set up our phones. So I have the same phone system as I did at school. So when I would pick up and use the phone from my computer, it looks like I'm sitting in the middle of my classroom calling my kids. And so I would have kids or parents calling me from seven in the morning till six something at night because, Man. you know, Man. whenever parents would be home, 
that's when they would call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I have got so many apps on my phone now, ways parents can stay connected. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Bill, how about you for uh, working at uh, the college? Uh, how have you stayed connected with students? And, and really just what have this last couple of months been like for you? Well, uh, the math department has always been very uh, tech deprived. <laughs> you know, while other classes, they have English online, they've got philosophy online, things like that. We've always held to this belief that you have to be in a classroom to learn math, and that's how we're going to do it. We just got some younger guys in, and they kept pestering us about, can we start thinking about online classes? Um, And then we built the class that I'm teaching right now, which is a hybrid class. They do all their work online, but they still, since it's a remedial class, they still have to show up for class. Building habits. Um, Not that they all do. And it's amazing, you know, you tell them, you don't show up for class. One, the grade is, or uh, your attendance is part of your grade. And two, you're just cutting your own throat. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the quarter, it's, oh, I'm not passing the class. What what can I do? It's uh, stay in contact with me, show up for class, you know, yeah. be an adult. Uh, hmm. So when this hit, we we had how uh, maybe three we had one really established online class we had one that was fairly established and we had one that we were playing with and then we had my hybrid class so when this hit there was a lot of scramble for what do i do i've never taught an online class i've never we had guys that are like i look at my email on the computer and that's it. I don't even know what that thing, the thing just takes up space on my, on my desk. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there was a huge learning curve for some of us, for some of us, it was, Oh, well now I can finally put into work these skills that I learned. And so it became, there was those in the know and those in the not know <laughs> And so one group was supporting the other group, pulling everybody else along. The first two weeks, well, we we took the, we had this hit during finals week. And some people scrambled to do online finals. Other people said, your grade is your grade. You know, Mm -hmm. we're just going to cancel the finals and call it good. And... So we had a little bit of finals week. We had the week in between, which our break, which wasn't a break because we were scrambling to get Mm -hmm. things done. So you you got no spring break. You're working all through spring break, trying to get things ready to resume classes. Yeah. And then they took the first week, they canceled the first week. So we had an extra week. And even with those two weeks on the first week of the quarter, we, will, we were still arguing as a department on how we were going to get things done. 
Hmm. And it was Monday. We would talk. We get a plan. We have a plan. This is how it's going to work. Tuesday we would meet. Okay, that plan has some flaws in it. Here's the new plan. <laughs> Wednesday. It, it was like, so that was kind of nightmarish. Um, as for the students, not to oversimplify things, I, we have two types of students. We have the ones that are going to manage their time. They're going to, like I said, there's one lady is always on my Zoom meeting going, okay, what's next? What do I do next? What do I, how am I doing right now? So we got those people that are constantly, you know, working it, trying to be better. And then you've got the ones that just like in class, they don't show up to class. They're not going to show up to the Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm finding today was yesterday was the last day I told them they had to have everything done by today. Today I'm pestering people for, okay, you still haven't turned work in for the final, you know, it's uh, one of the questions on here. We were talking about what type of people this is working out for and what type of people it's hard to say because one thing I'm really missing from class is when when we evaluate somebody, it sounds horrible. We evaluate somebody by talking with them, by looking at them, by, you know, there's certain things that we can piece together and I could give you an easy answer of what type of people, you know, maybe social economics, race, uh, creed, whatever, you know, is better at what, I don't know any of these people. They're a name on the, on a list somewhere. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so it's only the ones that reach out and talk to me that I get to know. Mm. The rest of them are just, I just see numbers across the, the page and that's it. Wow. So you're, you're having to uh, teach with such distance that you don't even get to see the people you're teaching all the time. You, you, may, you may not see somebody at all, not know who they are other than a name on a, on a page. Which we decided for fall quarter, it's going to be, a lot of us are going to do a mandatory, you have to check in with me within the first week. Mm. Mm -hmm. I need to know that there's a heartbeat out there. (laughs) Somebody's living out there instead of this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, and one of the things I'm hearing is, uh, uh, Carol, you used the phrase roller coaster. Uh, the term roller coaster that it was just a roller coaster at the beginning, a huge drop at the beginning, and then kind of building up and swinging back and forth uh, since then. Uh, and Bill, it sounds like kind of the same thing as you guys are going through, you, you're hitting finals week and, and all the schools closed down and you're having to uh, over that week and the next couple of weeks reinvent how you teach a class. Um, you know, and I can only imagine what your, uh, what's going through your own minds as you're thinking about not only the things you need to take care of for yourself and your own family, but also uh, your students and relearn yourself how to communicate with and uh, help these, uh, help these students that, you know, are uh, people you care about or would care about if you, you know, could get to know who they were. What, what would you, uh, Bill, what would you say has been your biggest frustration in these last couple of months? Uh, 
<laughs> and there's been a lot of frustration. Communication. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one thing, like I could tell you something. Mm-hmm. And you may or may not listen to me. There's, there's always that bridge of I tell you, and then tomorrow you go, I'm, what'd you say yesterday? I have no idea. Um, but some of these people aren't even reading their emails. One lady, I sent her email after email, and there's always this problem of they tell YBC what their email is, and then they change emails. And, you know, yep. it's mm-hmm. a, we're sending out the stuff to a ghost. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sending out all these emails and she's not responding to a single one and she's not doing what I'm telling her to do. So I sent a message through the program that we're using. It's called WAMAP. It's a, it's a Washington state math program that's in existence. Uh, I sent her a message through that. She sent back a response through email responding to what the last email I sent her telling me, I haven't got a single one of your emails. Oh, that's think not about good. That <laughs> think yeah. about that. Concept. She responded to one of the emails that she didn't get, mm-hmm. which tells me that she's been ignoring my emails all quarter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <clears throat> wow. Wow, so I, that's got to be so frustrating, trying to communicate with people, trying so hard to build every possible way to connect with people and then have them ignore it, not check it, uh, change their address without telling the school. Yeah. It, one, another thing that, see, if, if they were in class, they, I would see them the next day and go, why didn't, you know, is this email not going anywhere? Why aren't you doing what I'm telling you? You know, uh, one of the frustrations I'm going through is, and this is going to sound horrible, I'm sure, but you get, say, a bad student, a student that just wants the grade, refuses to do anything you tell them, and then just expects them, you know, you do, to just hand them a grade. You get a student like that, but you get somebody else that, maybe cognitively they just they aren't speaking the same language as you you're telling them to do this they don't understand they're doing something else and and you have to tr- it's hard to tell which one i'm dealing with at any given time mm. you know should i be harsh and go look you need to adult up and do it or get out of my class or do i need to say let me try to rephrase this so that you understand when I'm, so it's hard to say, you know, when do I need to be harsh and when do I need to be caring? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. who am I talking to? Yeah. Who am I talking to? Who are these people? And how do I, how do I help them learn when I can't, uh, can't see them? Can't, can't be in their physical presence. Carolee, how about you? What, working with third graders, what has been uh, the most frustrating thing for you <clears throat> recently? Well, it was similar that we, the first two weeks, had to chase down the proper phone numbers, the proper emails for parents. We had, the kids had their own school email, but um, my biggest frustration has been, I would say, 
half of my kids didn't have any devices or Wi-Fi at home. And um, it was a huge thing for them to be able to go out and invest in that. A lot of them were working two and three jobs. Mm. <clears throat> they didn't have money for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So um, eventually our district, we ended up checking out devices to everybody. But then we had those families that didn't understand that just because you have a computer, you don't get Wi-Fi with it. Yeah. So there was a huge misconception there for some of our parents. Mm. So it's been a real, um, a real hard thing. <clears throat> We're trying to do everything we can, but we just have people that don't have the technology that they need. That's changing this next year. Our district has committed and they're actually getting it in place. Every student will have their own device and every family will have Wi-Fi. They're committing to that. And um, because we know we're not starting back in our buildings. <clears throat> we don't know how long that will last. We pretty much heard till after Christmas maybe, um, but we know we're not starting back with kids in a building. And um, everything, I am so thankful that my principals pushed us. It was hard that every week they had some new playlist that we had to go through and learn some new um, software because we have committed to a core four that we're using Google and all of its products, Screencastify, which we can build our own um, videos and crop them and produce them and then post them. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's hard though. And then um, learning how to, oh, and remind app so that we can communicate with parents. Mm -hmm. So we've got all these things in place and our principal, our building, we are light years ahead of other buildings in our district. I could go out and teach people how to do this now, where I have friends that are calling me, you know, and they're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. That's a frustration. The biggest thing has been wanting to help kids, kids and parents wanting the help, not having the equipment. Yeah. But that's finally gotten mostly resolved but um it's i mean there's still i still have three that i know they don't have wi-fi i saw they checked out a, a chromebook but they they did not they still didn't get wi-fi mm. you know one of the things i'm hearing from both of you is uh just this this sense of um grieving over uh the people who are um basically cut off from the learning process through no fault of their own or who uh, because of a lack of effort are cut off from the learning process that right. otherwise would be available for them. And uh, as I, as I hear you uh, just expressing frustration over that uh, it strikes me that that's how uh, a teacher does what Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. 
you know, that's, that's how a teacher loves their students is they do everything they can to make it possible for the student to learn uh, everything within your power. And a lot of my kids, I can go online and I can look at several of our programs and see, oh yes, they were working on this here. Here's where they're at. Oh, I can see they're struggling because that's the way the program is built. Hmm. Um, and so then I can contact them and we could do a little one-on-one -on -one tutor session through Google Meet, which we've done a lot of. Mm -hmm. But I have those 10 kids that, like you said, Bill, they, they might hop on to our Google Meet every so often. They might hop on and do something online, but it's very few and far between. And um, it's truly the haves and have nots. Those kids that had that good support and their parents support them, make sure that they've got good routines in place and make sure that they're doing what they need to do. Those kids have been thriving. Those kids are not hurt with our packets that we send out, which are project-based and involve many different elements of all the different disciplines. And then I post it online too. They're fine. They might have a little trouble sometimes with usually the math. I can help them with that if they're online. If they're online. But those kids, but those kids that choose or their parents who are maybe just don't have the know-how or they're working and they leave it up to the kids to do. Well, you know, most nine-year-old kids are not very disciplined to sit down at the same time every day and do something. That is true. And so we started having those conversations that, yeah, this year, what we did this year is going to be way different than what we're doing in the fall. Mm. It will be much more um, rigorous. It will be much more, um, it'll be more set in stone that you need to attend a meeting at this time. It's probably going to be set up more small groups. Mm -hmm. um, we'll have more one-on-one -on -one sessions that we can help kids, but um, I'm working with the librarian. They pop into my meetings. The music teacher, they pop in. The special ed teacher, she and I were already co-teaching that the special ed kids come to my room, and she and I would co-teach the whole group, my kids and the special ed kids from our grade level. So we're already working that out. How are we going to do that online? So online. a lot of breakout online. sessions and um, being able to have a paraeducator in a session with kids. I'm in with somebody, the special ed teachers in with somebody, and then we come back together as a whole group again. So so it sounds like the district and the school are uh, anticipating that uh, there will have to be a lot of online learning next fall. Is that right? We are not starting back to school in the in September. Okay. It will be distance learning, and we think it will be till after Christmas. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of talk about our kids going back to school in the fall. Are they not? How is this going to work? And so Yakima School District is anticipating 
not there's going back to school until after Christmas. Yeah, there's about seven different models from the state mm. that they've been looking at. And um, we just don't know how feasibly we can get some of those to work out and keep kids safe. And it might not be the kids that are in danger, but my building in particular, we're a school of distinction now that we've been awarded some things, but we're veteran teachers. We're a lot of us close to 60, over 60, and we're more at risk for the health concerns. And so, might not be the kids that are at risk, but they go back home mm -hmm. to a lot of our kids live with extended families in one home. Well, their grandpas and grandmas, their aunts and uncles, they're at risk. So um, we are pretty sure we're not starting back to school in the fall. Mm. Yeah, that, that makes sense when you when you explain the the intergenerational dynamics of the family and also of the school that the school is is a mix of different generations, uh, oh, some yeah. older some older teachers and some younger teachers and then kids of course. Right, and you know there's health um, challenges that a lot of people face, whether you're young or old, and it's you're susceptible then, and um, so we've got some good things in place. My building, I'm so thankful, even though it was really hard to keep up with the workload that they put on us, we learned a lot and we're prepared. We're kind of ready to go forth and, and teach distance learning um, starting this fall. All right. Well, we sure appreciate everything that you've done to just try to keep your kids connected and just to love the kids in our community and keep them learning. So, Bill, uh, as, as this, the college is looking ahead to the uh, summer and the fall, uh, is there a plan for summer classes, fall classes? How are they going to look the same or different from usual? Uh, summer classes are going to be the same, same thing. Online, uh, of course, at our level, we have freedom to do, you know, we're not mandated to all of us are going to do the same thing. So we have different styles of distance learning, depending on the subject, the instructor, blah, blah, blah. Um, but summer's going to be, yeah, the same thing. It's going to be all online. We had about mid-quarter, we were told, Fall is all online. No questions. All <laughs> online. Yeah. It's pretty much from the but, state that way. Yeah. Now, though, they're talking about letting some people go back to do certain things. And I figure I'm going to stay online until they make me go back. Um, on, a, on a side note, uh, the other thing is that we're facing is we have a math center that people can drop in and get help with their math. That is, there's never been an online component of that ever. Hmm. So we built a zoom meeting for that. And we've found a, 
a huge drop in our attendance. But the comments we're getting, some people are like, okay, I can't wait for this to be over when I can sit across from a table with you and mm. talk <laughs> and have that face-to-face -face feedback, not through a video, not having to pull up something to write on, on a screen, you know, and then other people are saying, I love this. I don't have to drive down from Ellensburg to ask two questions. You know, I could just yes. jump online. And it wasn't, it was shortly after we started doing the, the online tutoring that it was decided that even after this is, this crisis is over, we're keeping part of that. I mean, we're, we're not switching from just one to the other. We're going with both. The online is still going to exist because people, I had one lady lived in, um, in Grandview and there's a Grandview campus. They have a math department or math center because of snow, bad weather. They closed down that math center. Our math center stayed open. She drove all the way up from Grandview in the blizzard uh, to get help. Online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now she can just go online. Mm. Yeah, that's you know, interesting. Yeah. Kevin, one of the things that challenges that schools will be facing, because we've done online learning, there are online programs that are out there that are professional and they've been in place for years. Kumon, uh, K-12 Learning, um, Khan Academy, several different places. So when we were told that we could not really do new instruction, although some of us went ahead and did some things anyway, um, because it's what our kids needed. <laughs> just, just <not> <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But um, we're worried that when we do start back, we will be losing teachers because mm -hmm. they're going to make cuts because we're going to lose parents and families that can pay to do online distance learning professionally. Uh, so wow. it's a huge worry. We have, think we've already lost a kindergarten classroom okay. now because of this. And um, it's probably gonna affect, I don't know if it'll affect the college as much, Bill, but I know that the elementaries, the high school, especially in middle school, that um, parents were looking at what we were doing and going, this is what my tax dollars are paying for. Hmm. But we were really more for online support and community and emotional support. That's what we were pretty much tasked with. Yeah. So, so when we get to the fall, if parents who have the means are pulling their kids out of the public school system and putting them in private online programs that are run professionally and have always been designed for online learning. Right. What's that going to do to the economic disparity that we already see in our schools and in our community? Exactly. It's just going to exacerbate that. Wow. Right. Uh, Bill, are you, are you expecting the same thing at the college? Have you heard anything about that? We have always had the threat of online colleges mm. and, and now we have charter colleges. We've got one here in, in town. Right. We've lost people to charter colleges. So we, we've always had that threat. Our threat is going to be 
and the budget just came out because the economy is tanking we're not getting the money that we would normally yeah. now yeah. And, and nobody knows really this is new territory we can we can compare it to this we can compare it to that you know we can guess what's going to happen but when we had the big recession a while back um we were told that our budget was going to go down our enrollment skyrocketed hmm. and the because government had to go okay <laughs> you can have some more money because obviously people that are out of work and they're going back to college if somebody if they get somebody to pay for it they'll go back to college Hmm. So, wow. well, see, our state's taken a huge hit in yeah. the budget, and schools are going to be losing money from that, too. And so, really and truly, um, we are probably in elementary, middle school, high school, we are probably really going to see some layoffs. And um, then we are going to have a wider haves and have nots golf so it's yeah. a huge concern yeah and for christians that's a that's a difficult thing because uh you know we're, we're called to try to lift up the poor and the lowly to try to bring them up and, and and make it possible for them to be more equal with those who have more resources right uh and that's that's just going to be harder to do now well but jesus told us the poor you will always have with you that's true my job is to try to provide opportunities for people so that maybe they can start bridging that gap. But, you know, you can lead a horse to water. But even when I was in a building, I could sit there and work with kids and teach, but if they chose not to stay engaged, if they chose to put their energy someplace else, I couldn't make them learn. I mean, I could get up there and do a tap dance and do everything I could to try to motivate and engage them. And I'm really good, but <laughs> there are some kids you have to wait and let them come to that choice on their own. They have to hit a maturity level and maturity has really nothing to do with age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so as Christians, I mean, Man, you pray for those families and those kids a lot because you, whether you're in college or elementary, you're going to have those self-starters, very disciplined, very engaged, and they would, no matter who the teacher is, they would be okay. But you're going to have those others, for whatever reason, they just are going to struggle yeah. because... They aren't engaged or they're, they don't have the know how, or they don't have equipment. I mean, there's just, 
a lot. Yeah. Well, that's that's a lot on the plates of teachers, and I appreciate you guys sharing all this. I'm just glancing at the time and realizing my kids are supposed to be online in about seven minutes, and so I've got to get off and, and uh, clear up uh, Wi-Fi space for them. They're going through this, too. Uh, we've got three, one in high school, one in junior high, one in uh, middle school, and uh, they're going through all the same things. Their peers, some of them are online all the time with the teachers, and some you don't see them at all, you know, and uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to see. This is a hard time, but you guys are doing uh, very important work, and we really appreciate it. And I would just call uh, members of the church who are listening to this uh, recording later on. Uh, I would just ask them to pray for our teachers. We have several teachers in our church. Uh, you guys are two of them, and uh, they. Uh, uh, I think you all need um, our support in prayer and our kids. You know, all of our students in our communities uh, need our support in prayer because it's a tough time for everybody. And our parents, because mm -hmm. honestly, they've got so many things hitting them in the face right now, and they are struggling. I've been on the phone a lot with several parents because they are struggling. Mm. So it's hard. Yeah, you know, from uh, fears of about the virus, how it might affect their kids or their parents or grandparents, uh, to uh, what's going to happen at my job, to is my child going to get the education she needs? Right. Uh, there's a lot or on parents' plates. A lot of them are having to do homeschooling with their kids, even mm -hmm. though we're available. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. my niece is doing a lot of, and a, and a couple other people I know are doing supplemental work. Right. Um, my niece did this thing with, uh, they went out and got chickens. And that was part of their learning process was Project. raising these chickens. They're doing projects like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, yep. now she's got another thing piled on her. She has been so sick. She has lost a lot of weight. She oh. hasn't eaten a solid meal in a week. And so on top of that, and now she's cranky because she doesn't sleep and doesn't eat anymore. Yeah. Right. And her kids are getting yeah. yelled at. Well, we're in for another wave. Um, Yakima just has some real issues for whatever reason, but we are, we are going to have a huge um, problem to deal with with COVID-19. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah. So. Yeah. It looks like we've got quite a ways to go. Yeah. So, so the okay. two of you, as, as, uh, as I sign off here, uh, hang in there. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Thank you for all your work. Caroline, now that your school year is done, I hope you're able to get some rest here for a little while. Well, I'm still taking classes myself, so I've still got those to finish up. <laughs> so well god bless you in those hope you do well it'll stop sometime yeah yep so yep. okay thank you bill, okay. bill thank you so much appreciate you being a part of this and uh, keep up the good work keep uh keep those uh keep those students learning math they're gonna need it one day so yep. hang in all right. there <laughs> all right you'll we'll be an expert <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that's right okay all right thank bye -bye. you to you both bye-bye